You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back to Live Wild Radio. I'm Catherine. I'm Winston. And we're going to continue on our bent about, uh, you know, getting in shape, uh, the best shape of your life, but how to transform your body. This is coming out of the many questions we had from episode 61, where we got into detail about my story in losing 60 pounds. It was over the course of several Where'd they years. Go? Where'd it go? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I did. Uh, see, this is the thing they were giving off is heat and you breathe them out. What? It, it's a, a thing about fat uh, oh, metabolism. Okay. okay, well, there you go. You literally... Actually, bre- I am, I'm really hot today. You breathed your fatness out. Yeah. I wish it was that easy. Well, it is. It just takes a long time. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, we had a lot of questions after that one episode about give us the details. So today we're going to do a deeper dive into that. But before we start, let's introduce our background for folks that are joining us for the first time. So uh, my end, um, fitness for me really started when I first reconnected with Winston about five, six years ago. And um, it was in a sense where I was really keen on making a change. I was 230 pounds 38 well, I think um, your at the one. most, but then at that point it was 230. And I was in a situation where I was literally on my last leg, my last knee, because um, I had found out I had stage four osteoarthritis in my right knee, stage two my left. Stage four means that's your last stage before you go to knee replacement. So I knew that when I was walking downstairs and not being able to hold my own weight without holding onto a railing, there was a problem. Um, so I was highly motivated to make a change and rather than listen to this, orthopedic surgeon and not do the things that I love, which at that time was hiking, backpacking, strength training, because I had just started with Winston regardless to try and make a change, um, to get a second opinion and learned very quickly that strength training and weight loss were key. So um, that was my motivation and that was completely new to me, strength training. So Winston having been a trainer and, and trained me and we became really good workout partners for each other. Um, I learned a lot. I had a lot of aha moments. And if I could do it all over, number one, I wish I had gotten into it in high school. Number two, strength training is hands down more important, I think, than cardio, which you always hear about cardio, right? People always want to improve that. And um, yeah, and it's very much a lifestyle change, right, to make it successful. So as you say, form follows Follows function, function. right? So, um, so I was new at it and, um, probably very relatable to many people. I have kids, but I co-parent and, uh, I really don't like working out. I don't think a lot of people love it. I get, I can geek there's out a lot on of, it. There's a lot of people that do. Yeah. I mean, I do geek out on it when I get into it, but it takes me a lot to work out on my own. I have to be on a challenge. So I find ways around that. Nonetheless, I found the way to make it work, and I want to share those details with you. Winston, how about you? Give us your background. So I've been, in one way or another, a competitive athlete most of my life. Uh, I'm a cycling and triathlon and just general athletic trainer. been doing that for the better part of 30 years. Uh, And I'm a nerd about this stuff. Um, I'm a very big... Uh, proponent of, and this just goes in any um, field, of 
stripping out the bullshit, right? Like, um, and fitness is one of those areas that is full of bullshit because if what you're saying is simple and um, streamlined, uh, it's really hard to have like a that funky, I have the secret sales hook, right? So, so much of the fitness world is uh, full of shit <laughs> um, because they're trying to sell you something, yeah. right? Um, and even when it comes to like my coaching service, uh, I look at it sort of in a different way. My marketing is nothing uh, is more fun than success, right? So even if the methods we use, um, some seem exotic if people haven't done them before. Sure. But they're simple as shit. They are. Right. Which is why I like them. Yeah. Um, and they work, right? Yeah. Um, because the fanciest workouts or diet plans or any of these things don't mean anything, right? If they don't actually get you results. Yeah. And, and you know, so Winston and I met when he had a bike shop probably uh, in 2010-ish, something, uh, 20, 2009. And... Um, I had signed up for your training at the back of the shop. Mm. It was right, it was January, December 26th, you know, uh, Boxing Day. And um, best investment. And it was a great deal. I went in, I think, three days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got, you know, you, you, it was your slower season. So you'd spend quite a bit of time, like maybe 45 minutes to an hour. And it was a combination between, I guess, like circuit training and cycling. I had never ever in my life um, had so much such positive results for what seemed to be effective use of time Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel like somebody kicked me in the gut because I hate that feeling you know the idea of you're sore so sore in your muscles that you can't walk next day you don't want to come back and um, so that was incredibly rewarding and addictive as you were saying Mm -hmm. nothing is better than success um, so that's why people I think should really listen to this episode on, you know, the fitness and the nutrition. And so we're going to share that with you, but before we do, we want to talk about the why. Yeah. So one of the things, and, and as a society in North America, um, obesity is on the rise, um, all sorts of health issues that come from it are on the rise. And we, we can sort of, uh, it's people's, you know, um, go, go, go lifestyle, easily accessible calories. You know, there's all sorts of reasons for it. But we're also faced with a movement, um, which I think came out of a good place. But this idea now that healthy at any size, mm. right? And it's one of those things, it, it basically, um, what has happened, I think, is putting the mental health... Uh, of overweight and obese people ahead of the physical health, right? Yeah. And we've talked before how physical health and mental health are connected anyway. Yeah. Um, but there is, like, you're sort of that perfect example um, that you were heavy enough and weak enough that um, walking down the stairs, your knees were, you know, to the point where they would just, you know, collapse they would um 
you get out of sh- like out of breath easier, <laughs> you know, yeah. you because you're just, you know, we because we're backpackers, we equate it to the fact that you've lost two backpacks worth of camping gear. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. Well, there's no way around it. Like if you um, enjoy backpacking. Yeah. And you're in your case, like, you know, 60 pounds heavier and then you put like another 30 pounds on your back. Your joints are getting the shit kicked out of them, right? And um, if you're going anywhere that isn't flat, you're working so much harder because you have to overcome gravity going up. Mm-hmm. And then going down beats the crap out of your joints, mm-hmm. right? So um, there's people don't have to be, you know, um, movie star lean, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Because movie stars are only that lean for the movies. Right. Right. There's sort of healthy and athletic. And then there's show-off-y. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, and, and the fact is, is that whether it's fitnessy people you see in magazines or Instagram that have the perfect lighting, they um, did a water cut. <laughs> because to have that sort mm-hmm. of like painted on, you know, like your skin looks like um, shrink wrap kind of abs look yeah you're dehydrated for that yeah we're not talking about that but yeah we're, we're, we're recognizing the fact that like so you're 50 i'm 46 right as you age it becomes more and more important you will lose strength and um if you don't use it you lose it mm-hmm. i see that in relatives and and it's they're they're often my motivation to be honest with you um like almost a negative motivation. I don't want to be there. Oh, totally. And when I was already experiencing what I was, that was scary. And I think, you know, people talk about how to be successful. Honestly, your who you, the environment in which you live, the people who which you surround yourself by, the work that you do, and your family will determine your success. You want mm-hmm. to know what you're going to look like? Look at the people around you. Mm-hmm. It really is true. And, and I think that made sense because I remember we talked about why is it that I never understood how important strength training was or how important you just got to work out. And, you know, in my marriage, we were both overweight. When I look at all the people who I hung out with, we all had this similar lifestyles. We're too busy. We have kids or, um, we became comfortable being over. You just become comfortable and everybody would always say, Catherine, you're beautiful. It's not about that. It's about being healthy, mm-hmm. right? And so when I look at my friends now, it's like night and day. It's And it's all driven by interest. It's not like something I, you know, did on purpose. It was, but that's where building a lifestyle of what you want. And that's what it was all motivated by as well. I mean, I had separated from my, you know, my, my ex and of a very long marriage and relationship, I was rebuilding my life. I was discovering what I wanted to do. And I was, I had the opportunity to start doing that. Mm -hmm. And that included the outdoors and adventure. Um, but now I needed to get fit for it. You didn't have the vehicle to do what your imagination saw. I didn't. And I knew from a health perspective, it was really important to get my shit together. Mm -hmm. So that was an, an astounding wake up call. So, we could go on and on about the why, but what do you think? Is there anything else you want to say before we move on? Yeah, I, I think just the biggest thing is uh, that 
we're all a work in progress, right? So, uh, you know, doing this stuff my whole life, I keep like finding goals and working towards them, right? And you're never, there isn't an end goal or an end point right. till you're dead. <laughs> um, yeah. Then it's over. Um, but that idea, like, don't think of, you know, if you, if you sort of look at yourself in the mirror or you get that health scare when the doctor, you know, your yearly physical or, uh, your insurance rates go up or, you know, whatever it is, um, you will run into the thing where you didn't get where you are overnight. Right. So it's not going to be like a, Oh, okay. I'm going to do like a six week or eight week program and then the whole world's fixed. Right. Right. It's going to be a thing of changing your whole lifestyle. Right. Because the lifestyle you had that got you to the place where you weren't fit and you were overweight, um, you can't just change things for a little bit and then go back to that and expect you're not going to get back to where you were. That's a great point because you taught hear about people going on three month diets and challenges and body transformations to get to a point, but then they gain it all back. It's not going to work. You really need to look at what do you want more of in your life, right? In terms of activity, in terms of even rituals, like how you uh, cook, how you who who you spend time with, and the more that that is centered around. The things that we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. right? Diet, activity. Um, but essentially, that's your lifestyle. Yeah. It will just naturally fall into place. It won't be overnight. But you, we're going to talk about ways to keep moving it along. Yeah. Because like, you hit plateaus. I, I did. Like, this all started about five years ago for me, right? But there's some pretty significant things that helped. So, let's kick it off. Sure. All right. So, of the fitness and diet... I know you have an opinion on this. What is the most important? Number one is is the uh, exercise. Why? Um, so a couple of different things. Um, number one, uh, if you are strength training regularly, your body, um, your body's insulin sensitivity mm-hmm. um, will uh, improve, which makes it easier to burn fat. Right. If you just cut calories. Um, but you're not keeping up on the, uh, I guess we'll call it like the more like hormonal level of, of how your body breaks fat down and and what have you, Mm -hmm. you can lose weight, but you're going to lose like fat and muscle together. Right. Muscle is active tissue. Yeah. Right. Muscle burns more calories at rest than fat does. Yeah. Right. So, um, and it's why, you know, Catherine was talking about strength training being so important because she said cardio or strength training. One of the things you run into is your strength training is cardio training. Yeah. Right. Not even if you do circuits like we do or anything like that, but if you do any compound movements that use a big muscle groups like your legs and that kind of thing mm-hmm. um they will get your heart rate up and if you get your heart rate up a bunch of times in a workout <laughs> it's going to have a cardiovascular effect the the example that i also like using why i like strength training over cardio if i had to pick one um and only one to start is how i you know 
gone cycling and out in the country and it had been a long while and I've been training at this point, strength training for over at least over a year and had to go up a hill. And that hill that I had remembered in the past without any kind of exercise, like strength training, um, I was out of breath. And this time I did it, I'm like, not out of breath. I'm mm-hmm. like, how the heck? Like it was very noticeable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how the heck? And I noticed it a couple of years later again when I got back, you know, I was doing more ride in the city, same thing. I was more agile. I'm like, and you talked to me about that. We, we talked and you said, you have more muscles. You can yeah. power through shit. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, and the thing is, is that strength training, the way that it tends to be structured, is you do a set, rest, do a set, rest, do a set, rest. So from a cardiovascular standpoint, that's interval training, right? So yes, we're doing it with an emphasis on building strength and muscle mass. Right. But, you know, it has a cardiovascular benefit. Yeah. Right? So it's one of those things where uh, strength training... Um, done correctly has a bunch of benefits, right? Whereas cardiovascular training, like going for a long bike ride or a run or, you know, whatever it happens to be, it has health benefits Mm -hmm. and fitness benefits. It's just not as many of them. (laughs) Right. Right. And so an ideal program is both, right? Mm -hmm. But if you... Only we're picking one. Um, it's strength training every day of the week. Right. And, 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 you know, I also really like it. This is the last thing I'll say before we get into, like, the key ones that we suggest doing that have worked tremendously, especially in this past year when we've been working out from home. We've had the most success, like, wild success out of. Um, but I really like strength training because I find when I work out, everything else falls into place. Yes. So I drink more water. Mm-hmm. I need it. Suck it back. And I hate drinking water. hate it. I think a lot of people can relate to this. (laughs) Number two, I am not hungry after I've worked out. Mm -hmm. Like it suppresses my appetite. Yep. You know, so, and then number three, and you've mentioned this, when you put the work in and and do something hard and take care of your body, it kind of already sets you on this path of continuously taking care of your body. Mm -hmm. You start to think twice about what you eat. And there puts a massive, I think... A little bit more of a push towards protein. Mm-hmm. You become a bit more conscious of that because you're... You're trying to feed those muscles. Does protein help with recovery? Yeah. Look, if you don't have the protein, the amino acids... Right. To and, and lactic acids in your muscles? Nothing to do with lactic acid. Oh, I used to think that. <laughs> um, uh, but having... Okay. You know, like after you work out, like if you don't have adequate protein in your system, like yeah. the amino acids, um, it doesn't have the building blocks it needs to repair the muscles. Yeah. Right, so, but then having an adequate amount of protein in your diet tends to keep you full longer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, protein tends to be harder to turn into fat mm-hmm. um, as far yes. as your body is concerned. Right. Um, you know, so there's a bunch of benefits to sure. uh, having more protein in your diet. Right. Got a, uh, I've got a couple more uh, pros here because it's, it's truly like a snowball effect the way I look at it. Uh, you sleep better. Your body's tired. Which the strength training? Oh yeah. 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 Exercise. Like if you had to pick nutrition and exercise, like I would, these are like things just fall into place. You yes. sleep better. Your mental outlook, uh, mental wellness is much better. You, I've never ever walked away from a workout feeling worse than I did feeling coming into it mentally, emotionally. Yeah. I've had some where I've walked away feeling worse. 
physically. Right. But, you know, then that goes away. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, ooh, that was a hard one. Um, but one of the other things, too, is that if you, dear listener, are over 35, then our strength training message is super important because if you do nothing about it, after 35, you're gradually losing muscle mass. Um, and one of the kind of things you can see, um, they've done like MRIs, uh, like of uh, like the thigh. Mm-hmm. And what they see in people that don't strength train is r- the rough circumference stays the same. Okay. And the muscle shrinks and the fat increases. Mm. So you didn't get any bigger, right? You didn't get fatter. Well, percentage-wise you did. But but you didn't get, um, like, you know, your leg didn't get bigger in circumference, like a measurement around. But you gave up, you know, when this is by the time you're in your 70s, you've given up, you know, over half of your muscle mass and it's been replaced with fat mass. Um, and muscle is what moves us. Yeah. Right. Being able to get off the toilet, being able to, you know, just a better quality of life. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when we refer to, or when you hear people referred to as feeble, right. That's just another word for weak. Um, most elderly people that have, um, issues and there's been cool studies done with this. They, uh, elderly people that need assistance with a lot of things. Right. Um, they put them on a strength training program Mm -hmm. and it's nothing fancy. Like they're not slinging barbells around and you know, anything like that, but they put them on a strength training program and as they progressed, they needed less and less assistance in their daily life Mm -hmm. because most of the time they needed assistance is that they were too weak to do things. Right. Right. Yeah. So, if you get on that now before you get to that point, when you're in your 70s, you're one of these annoying 70-year-olds who just does shit all the time, <laughs> you know, as opposed to using a walker or a scooter or, yeah, you know, those types of things. Yeah, if you don't use it, you will lose it. So, yeah. okay, so we really learned a lot because when we first started working out together, we were powerlifting. Mm-hmm. And because of COVID, and then we, um, other activities that I think really helped us was um, bouldering, we're rock climbers, right? We mm-hmm. added that as more of an activity, but inherently there's strength training. Yeah, because it's that. a physical activity yeah. that you overload. Yeah. But then COVID came, we had to start working out from home, and that kind of really changed things. And so when it comes to fitness, our home workout routines now are actually combined strength and cardio. Talk about that. Well, basically, what makes something cardiovascularly demanding um, is uh, what your rest periods are, right? Any strength training program, and this will generally mean that you have to use less weight, Mm -hmm. um, but if you shorten your rest periods between exercises, between sets, um, your body isn't recovering as much. So it naturally has more oxygen demand. So we do every minute on the minute workouts. So what that means is that you hit your timer. Say you do 10 minutes, just Mm -hmm. say, random number. On the minute, you do your workout. Say your reps is 10 reps of 
push-ups, whatever. You do your 10 push-ups. Once you're done for that same minute, you rest until the next minute goes and it beeps. And then you go again. And you go again. And say you're just doing 10 sets of push-ups, right? You go again and go again. You go again. And when you think about that, think about when you're at the gym, right? Um, Or let me take a step back. Let's not talk about push-ups. Let's talk about, say, uh, barbell press. Say you have a barbell or a dumbbell press. Um, Obviously, because you're going every minute, it can't be a super heavy weight, Mm -hmm. like maximal effort or, you know, it's going to be a lower weight that you can do that's work. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, when you, if you're doing that at the gym, typically when you're at the gym, you get into this mindset of doing heavier weights, your rest periods in between tend to be longer, which I hate because that means it's a long workout. Mm -hmm. So I love every minute on the minute because our workouts can be anywhere between 25 and 40 minutes, usually on average half hour. You get so much work done. Yeah, because in 24 minutes, you did 24 sets of exercise. But because you are going every minute on the minute, it turns into cardio Mm -hmm. naturally. So my heart rates are usually about, ah, they can range Really, they can range, and I have a high heart rate, but I can go anywhere between 130 and sometimes 160, right? So I guess that would be 130 would be my uh, aerobic state yep. at the top end to 160 would be my anaerobic, right? Um, but nevertheless, I again, I don't like working out. I like to keep it short and sweet, effective, so that right away halves the time. And because you're going every minute on the minute, it's cardio. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another trick is you can not just do the same exercise every minute on the minute. You could do one exercise, one muscle group, switch to another muscle group, right? Or you could do it right away. Mm -hmm. That could be another thing that you do. But because you're doing another muscle group, you're not tiring the first one. So again, it's cardio. But overall, there's a fatigue on the body, body, right? Um, Which again shortens your workout time and you get the cardio element into it yeah so so your cardiovascular endurance fitness you know um, improves your work capacity you get stronger Mm -hmm. you build muscle um, and because in a given amount of time you're doing a lot of work you burn a lot of calories and because of these workouts in our case we didn't have heavy heavy weights you know, we worked with dumb, um, kettlebells kettlebells, and some dumbbells and stuff like that because we didn't want, you know, we don't have a, a squat rack. Um, you don't get the same aches and pains in your joints, and maybe it's our age, that we used to at the gym Yeah. when we were doing really heavy weights, where now we're doing lower weights, more volume. Yeah. So we feel better. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where uh, you won't develop as much maximal strength but for the average person, the average outdoor athlete, like as a backpacker, mountain biker, rock climber, or any of these things, your maximal strength, how much you can lift once, um, isn't that useful. It's not. Right? But being able to do things over and over and over again um, without undue fatigue, that is useful. It's quick. Um, it's... You know, it's, it's a useful skill or a, 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 oh, totally. a fitness you know, quality to develop. Um, and then the fact that, uh, when you're training really heavy, like let's say you're doing really heavy sets of three, you know, in the barbell squat, Mm -hmm. well, you might do four or five sets of three reps, but it takes half an hour to do that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't have time for that. Especially counting your warm ups and all that kind of thing. 
So a half hour into your workout, you've done one exercise, right? Oh, yeah. Whereas here, a half hour into a workout, we're done. <laughs> you know what? Um, and for some people, that might be, you know, the cat's ass that that's what they want to do. And that's fine. Go mm. for it. But I think most people don't have time, you know, mm. to even get into this. It's it's a stretch for them. So let's just keep it simple. And I love that. Um, meanwhile, you're getting the cardio. To me, it's a twofer. Yeah. It's amazing. And it far, I, I see the results so much more now than I did from the powerlifting translate into my, my mountain biking, hands down, my rock climbing. I've, you know, I've been, because I've dropped weight and you, and you drop weight. Cause you're It's not burning. just getting strong. Yeah. It really moved the needle for me. Um, which was really exciting and it's motivating. Yeah. Progress is motivating. So, um, so we talked about every minute on the minute. Are there any other game changers and by the way we have an episode uh called fitness game changers episode 56 mm-hmm. we'll put and it in we, the we show talk notes about some of this um so as it pertains to fat loss because that's sort of the the general gist of this episode yeah um build and and this goes for almost any athletic training um you build your program like your strength program around pushing and pulling Mm. Upper body movements, um, hip hinging, which is like deadlift, kettlebell swing, um, banded, like a good morning, anything where you go from like flat back, bent over position where you feel like tension in your hamstrings, like a stretch, uh, and then under load, stand up straight. <laughs> um, and you can even do the glute bridge or the hip thrust because your hips are bent and then you're straightening your hips. Mm-hmm. right it's stuff that works the hamstrings the butt the lower back um, depending on the movement it can use a bunch of like if you're doing a deadlift your upper back and shoulders and grip and everything are involved as well um squatting motions and that includes lunges uh and then loaded carries which is basically just pick up heavy shit and walk with it <laughs> and so aside from coach dan uh, Dan John. Dan John. First, two first names. I hate that. Anyway, he's really good. Yeah. Um, but I think I've been hearing that across the industry from a lot of the coaches out there. Yeah. They keep talking about the same thing over and it's very simple. You know, you hear about other things that you can add in. It's a lot of fluff, like abs. You, you really don't need to because when you do things like squats, especially when they're loaded, um, you can do a goblet squat. Like you're front, holding. Yeah, front loaded squats. Yeah, that's, car, that's core. Um Loaded carries, hit your core. Like, we're not adverse to doing, you know, but it's... We're keeping it simple. Yeah. Like, obviously, if you want to finish off with some, like, ab wheel and leg raises... Go for it. Yeah. And actually, when we uh, really start to focus on that, um, the ab wheel is phenomenal. Um, The leg raises, there's a couple different variations. I got a lot out of that. I was surprised, actually. And then we also use the resistance bands where you have it... At a uh, 45 degree angle, right? Well, it's um, really 90 degree angle to your body. Sorry, 90 degree angle, my, my bad. And you have your arm stretched out and you're pulling, um, you're bringing it towards you as you're, you know, it's yeah. it's stretched out. We'll, we'll do a link for the pal yeah, press. Yeah, the pal press, yeah. So this pal-off. is a really pal press. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me write that down. And uh, that's a really good one for the core. So yeah, I it's an anti-rotational exercise. So basically it, it, engages your core so your body doesn't rotate like twist under load 
right? It, it teaches you to resist twisting versus twisting, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So anyways, um, quick and simple exercises that you can do that really are effective. You don't need to do a lot more than yeah, that. Yeah, because, and I'm a big proponent of the keep it simple, like push-ups. That's a push. That's a horizontal push, right? And it's a plank, so your your abs are engaged. Yeah. Right? Um, body rows. Mm-hmm. You need, obviously, like a TRX or gymnastics rings. Well, that's not a body row. Oh, it's not? Where no. you're hunched over and you no, row? No, that's a dumbbell row. Sorry, of course. That's not a body row. Um, yeah, but it's a row and that yeah. could be considered yeah, and a pull. So you, you, yeah, um, those but, are horizontal pulls. But the body rows are really good. Um, and then um, pull-ups uh, or pull-downs, right? It's a vertical pull. And then an overhead press, whether it's dumbbells, kettlebells, barbells, right? So now you do a horizontal press mm-hmm. and a vertical press. A horizontal yeah. pull and a vertical pull. And do you uh, <laughs> recommend one over the other if you're going to pick one? Um, why rotate through them? Sure. You get the best of both worlds. Yeah, because the muscles are trained, like they're different movement patterns. Right. Um, and then, you know, as far as the squats go, you can do like just a, a, a body weight squat to start with, mm-hmm. you know, working on like slow and controlled, getting your butt below your knee height. Right. Um, uh, you can do like a rear stepping lunge uses the same muscles that squats use. Uh, you can do step ups, you know, like if you've got like a bench or, or a 12 to 16 inch high step, um, you step up on it and then stand up. Oh, for the squat? Because that's the same okay. motion. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, if you get really strong at step ups, your squat's probably going to have gotten better. Mm. And also you can um, get bands for your thighs, right? Yep. Where you can, when you do a squat, you push out. Um, and you can get them in light, medium, and heavy as yep. far as the resistance. I find that's really a great way to add, you know, just to take it to the next level. Yeah, and it adds basically tension to the glutes. Right. And fires them more. Because, um, you know, obviously female listeners... Um, and this, mm. this goes for everybody, but like generally I found female clients yeah. want to change the shape of their butts, right? And, uh, you know, lift it and tighten and round and all that stuff. But everybody benefits from a stronger butt. Oh my God. <laughs> but females, and I learned this because of my knees, because of our hips, when we walk, we are quad dominant. Men are not. They, they're glute dominant. So they have strong glutes naturally speaking because of the shape of their hips and so women tend to have a lot more knee problems than men Mm -hmm. because when they walk and hike and they do a lot of that they don't they're not engaging their glutes therefore it can lead to back pain as well Mm -hmm. um so this is something that women really need to spend more time paying attention to aside from just the shape and look of your butt yeah but everybody benefits because um powerful hip extension which is, you know, extended by the glutes, um, supported by the hamstrings and the lower back. Mm-hmm. Powerful hip extension is the center of all athletic movement, right? Pedaling a bike. It's got a knee extension, but it's also got a powerful hip extension. Mm-hmm. Jumping, hiking, um, running, <laughs> uh, you know, anything like hockey or football or like any sports mm-hmm. um, are all... 
the people with the most powerful hip extension are the fastest. Mm-hmm. Right? So not only do you look better in your jeans, you know, with a nice round firm butt, mm-hmm. but you also perform better. Right. And you're less likely to get injured. Right? So uh examples. Examples of, of hip extension. Um a deadlift, mm-hmm. a hip thrust, uh, a good morning, um, a kettlebell swing. Mm-hmm. They're all hip extensions. Yeah. Bridge glutes. Well, that's a hip thrust. Hip thrust. A hip thing. thrust with the shoulder, like a glute bridge or a hip thrust. Bridge, the, sorry. the only difference between them is a glute bridge, your feet and shoulders are on the floor. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a hip thrust, your shoulders are supported at a higher level. So it increases the range of motion, like your shoulders might be up on a bench. Right. And um, you can also do this standing where with the resistance band. You can that's a good the, morning. You can do a good morning. That's where you have this looped uh, band. It's usually rubber. Um, that's got lots of tension on it. And you wrap it around your neck and your feet. So you're in it. And then you, you lift up. Yeah, you stand up. You stand up. Like Because all it is, basically, the bottom position is... Keeping your back flat, yep. pivoting at the hip, your butt goes back, um, and you get a good hamstring stretch, and then stand up at attention. Right. Right? It's two positions. Yeah. Or you could do deadlifts, or you can, and you can even go back to the good mornings, you can have some weights with that. So you can so you can see how we add resistance. We add more weights to make it more difficult, and so it grows with you. It's yeah. not just, you're like, hey, what, what do I do next? Yeah. It's endless. And as you said... You can make it harder uh, and more taxing on your body, either through volume, um, control how quickly you do it, or yep. so, so actually slowly you do it, um, or with more tension yeah. and weight. You know, so there, there's a bunch of ways, and what you're aiming for is just like little progress over time, right? Because if you have like a lot of small progresses, mm-hmm. but it's over a period of weeks, months, years, it adds up to a lot of progresses. Well, that's a good point. Um, this is a good segue into tracking because I don't know how many times uh, uh, I forget or I don't realize that I've hit a new personal best. Yeah, because you don't write anything down. Right. And so that's motivating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, writing out your plan, whatever your workout is. And we suggest how much in a week? Um, sort of like three full body workouts a week as a starting point. Yeah. And then as you get fitter, you can do uh, like an upper lower body split if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do your pushes and pulls on one day uh, and then do your squat and hip hinge uh, on another day, you know, and do that twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mix your, you know, get your weighted carries and a little bit of accessory yeah. exercises in there on both days. Yeah. Boom. Simple program. And just to give uh, give people some examples, let's just uh, break it down. So full body. So every minute on the minute, you're and say you're rotating through everything. So yeah. you do your push, say push-ups. You do yeah. maybe... You Call know, it five reps. Five reps. Okay. Right. You do your pull, um, whatever it is that. That's you could be, do a dumbbell row, a body row. And how many would you suggest? Um, ish. Same idea. Yeah. Like... Five, six reps a set. And what kind of exertion do you want people to feel? Um, your first set should be pretty easy. Pretty okay. pretty easy. Um, and then 
you know, you should be happy that you're done mm-hmm. at the end where it's like, you know, you're still doing it, but it's work now, right? You just get, you know, you're not grinding through those last reps. You're not going to fail, but, but it's hard. Yeah. So maybe 70 at the end of, so you're doing, you know, we'll go through the rest of the examples of how many of each, um, each of those key exercises, but um, you might be doing how many, if you're doing a full body. Yeah. So, so we'll make it really simple. Um, we're going to do a push exercise. That's going to be push ups. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do a pull exercise. We're going to do body rows, right? So maybe you got a TRX attached to a door frame mm-hmm. and that's like a suspension trainer. Um, look it up. Um, or gymnastics rings attached to something. Uh, then how many body rows? That's uh, what I'm trying it do- to get. It doesn't matter. Okay. Like, um, then you're going to do a squat, like, and we're going to do a goblet squat. So whether you hold a dumbbell or a kettlebell and you're holding it in front of your chest, um, uh, at chest height, uh, and then, uh, we'll do a Romanian deadlift, which is, you've got a weight in each hand or a barbell, and that those two positions I talked about, you basically keeping your back flat and tight, you gradually bend at the hip, keep, you know, until you're getting a stretch in your hamstrings, you pause, and then you stand back up. That's the Romanian deadlift. Um, and as you go down, your butt will go back a little just to keep you balanced. Um, and... There is, you know, your push-pull, your squat, and your hinge, your hip hinge. Um, we add into that uh, a farmer's carry, which is just going to pick up a weight in each hand, and you're going to walk. <laughs> um, and so we've got five exercises. We're going to make this a 25-minute workout. You're going to do five minutes of each. So um, when the when the timer beeps... You do five push-ups. Whatever's left in the minute is your rest. You do that five times. Um, after those five sets, you switch over to your body rows. You do five reps each. <laughs> and uh, do your five sets. When that switches, you go to your squats. When you've done your five sets, and we'll call, we'll say 10 reps of each. Um, and then you go to your Romanian deadlift. And then finally, with the... Uh, uh, weighted carries, we do um, 30 steps each, right? Which takes about 30 seconds, right? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know. Yeah. And, and so the remaining deadlifts, that's 10 as well? Yeah. Okay. Um, and what you want to do is have your work to rest ratio be in the, you know, give or take uh, 20 to 30 seconds of work with you know 30 to 40 seconds of rest right so some exercises are a little quicker than others mm-hmm. um so you'll adjust that around a little bit mm-hmm. and then you know basically you just do that three times a week monday wednesday friday mm-hmm. um it's super simple and you can progress by either adding um, a, an extra minute per exercise. Mm-hmm. So instead of five rounds, you're doing six. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can also add reps. Uh, reps, right? So instead of doing five reps for your push-ups, um, 
when they feel pretty easy, go up to six. Mm-hmm. You know, it might even be six just for the first set mm-hmm. and then five for the rest. And then a week later, you do six for the first two. Mm-hmm. Right. Just little progresses. Right. Over time. And then, of course, you can increase weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so because you've got those parameters you can play with, uh, you can progress for quite a while. Yeah. Um, without really even changing up your exercise as much. Then there's an interesting uh program workout by coach Dan John called easy strength and it's essentially these same principles of these five core exercises right your push pull squat hip hinge and carry yeah and over the course of two months you're going to work out five days a week but the rule of thumb here is that for each of the workouts like each of the exercises you do no more than 10 reps reps of them so you can break that out into like one set of 10 or you can do two sets, two of, sets five, of five three doesn't sets matter three. you just do it and it should be work but nothing hard and it's it's easy you, yeah you never miss reps uh like you never hit failure you, they shouldn't be grinders where you know you shouldn't have to get psyched up to do reps right and essentially uh, what kind of rest is there? Is it every minute on the minute too? No, no, you just do it. No, you basically because uh, it's only ten. Then because you know when when you hear Dan John answer questions about it, people always ask about the rest. It's like go when you're ready. Like this isn't complicated. Just <laughs> basically, just do it. Yeah. So you know what? For the ease of it, just do ten in a row. Just just do it if you don't want to figure it. No, but it but out. the thing is, you're you're if all you're doing is the ten in a row, you're not using enough load. Okay, well then say that. Well, I am. <laughs> um, okay, so then how do you figure out how many, what's the right load? Um, when it's easy, go heavier. All right. That's like, seriously, that's how he teaches it. <laughs> um, and But the thing is, is that like none of your workouts should be that hard. If, um, out of one to 10, what should the, it feel like? Like a seven? No, like a five. Like, like that's what I mean. It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. Um, and and he's actually come up with a program for weight loss. Now you need an hour a day, right? Mm, so this is right. Um, but uh, so you do your easy strength workout, and mm-hmm. and an easy strength workout literally, like even if you're like dragging your ass, takes fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're working out at home, right? Like it's convenient because you right. just got your stuff there. Then whatever's left in an hour. You take some like three pound hand weights, uh-huh. um, maybe throw on a, a backpack or a weighted vest and go walk for the rest of the 45 minutes. Do you have to do that right after? Yeah. That's the whole idea. Okay. But you can't like break that up in the day and do it. To, do Not it. for it to be as effective. Okay. And ideally you want to do it in the morning. Yes. And let's segue a little bit into nutrition because there's some other things that you can add on top of that, like fasting, intermittent fasting. Yep. Right. So one of the key, okay, so Winston just talked about, we just talked about the exercise and we talked about how we combine strength and cardio and really for both of us, it's been incredibly f- effective. And and then fit in any other activity you can do. Like, mm, yeah, we'll go ride your oh, bike, yeah, let's talk about like that. Um, walk regularly, get a dog. <laughs> so you have to right, go for a right, dog walk. Yeah. So minimum, you want to aim minimum 10, like my goal, because I was working from home, I am working from home, and I had some really bad days of only 2,000 steps, is 10,000 steps is my goal. Yeah. Because 
I think at a minimum, that's what it should be for everybody. Yeah, like just right? a normal human yeah. being. And what 10,000 steps is about an hour and a half of walking a day. Yeah, but if you break so that up, in, and that's where like trackable devices like, you know, Garmin watches or Fitbits or Apple watches whatever. or whatever. Even your phone, you can get free tracking devices. You know, but they're useful because you run into the thing where now you have the, like, I've got a Garmin watch on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now, because I worked today and my job at the outdoor store, I walk all the time. I'm at 8,870 steps so That's far low. today. 18,000? Oh, I thought you said 8,000. No, 18. Got it. Yeah. yeah, that's high. Um, yeah. That's just a normal day for me. For you. Um, right. In addition to what I do for working out. Right. Um, and so any ways that you can add some just middle movement in. Yeah. Right. Uh, is right. really impor- important because we are meant to move. It totally is because despite all the strength training cardio that I'm pretty good at, mm. I've had some days where I went and walked for two hours and I was like friggin' sore. And it's, that's, it sounds ridiculous. It's just that I don't move that way normally, right? Yep. So so as you mentioned, get a dog. This is an interesting kind of concept. I didn't realize I was doing it. Um, I got into dog sitting because we really enjoy dogs, especially during COVID for company and a hobby, whatever, and make some money. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, man, like just the amount of, I easily get 10,000 steps a day, easy. And it becomes a ritual and it's really relaxing and yeah, you know, you it's good take, for mental health. You got to take the dog out in the morning. And you need to move. You got to take him out at lunch. People yeah. who work from home, they need to get off their chairs. Yeah. That's become a real epidemic with people just, you know, bad, you know, injuries from being sucked into the computer. But the other thing that I wanted to mention I forget. It doesn't matter. Well, you know, you know what they say. If you can't remember, it must have not been that important. It was. <laughs> All right. So segue, intermittent fasting. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into. So here's my approach to food, right? You can obviously do keto. You can do this. You can do that. Like keto works for you. Um, but foundationally, um, I'm a huge proponent of intermittent fasting. And what that means is uh, eating in a narrower window. Like the 16-8 um, fast, which means 16 hours of fasting, eight-hour window that you eat in. Mm-hmm. And now, don't eat for the entire eight hours, <laughs> you know, but that's when you have to get your, your nutrition in. So the way that works for us is you get up in the morning, you have a coffee without sugar. Um, or cream. Or cream, because you don't want calories. Um, and then you don't eat till noon or one o'clock. Um, and after the first week or so of doing that, you adapt very quickly (laughs) and it's not a big deal. It shrinks your stomach. Yeah. Um, but also there's a bunch of health benefits because it gives your digestive system a break. Mm -hmm. Um, you feel better, you, you have less brain fog. It's less um, calories. And then, then immediately it's less calories because Mm -hmm. you just have one meal less a day. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, and and whoever said breakfast is the most important meal of the day, um, for adults, it's not. <laughs> not when you sit around. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, you know, food isn't, how do I put this? Um, yeah, we don't move enough to generally consume the type Mouth. of food and carbs that we, we eat. Mm-hmm. You need to look at it as a source of fuel for yep. what you're doing. And if you're not doing a heck of a lot, well, you, don't, you know. Your gas tank is already full. Yeah. Um, and the fact is, if you are overweight, right? Like if you've got, if you can grab your gut and you got a handful or your sides or wherever, 
what that is is stored granola bars, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? That's food, right? It is stored energy. And you can tap into that. Yeah. So intermittent fasting works. So, so yeah. So basically from when you have your first meal of the day, um, you know, call it like one o'clock to your last time you eat, um, it has to be, you know, it would be nine o'clock is the last time you can eat. And then it's another 16 hours till you eat again. Very simple. Um, a bunch of health benefits. Uh, and it works for losing body fat. So the caffeine, what it does is it helps access your brown fat cells and helps, which are easier to burn off. Yeah. So it makes them more readily available to burn. And so as you are exercising in the morning yeah. and you want to be in an aerobic state, so walking. Yeah, just go for a walk in the morning. Yeah. And I used to do this. I used to wear a weighted vest and keep it light, target 130 heart rate, go for 45 minutes and it'll make a difference. So that's something that's really worked for me. The other thing that I, so Winston's mentioned, I'm on keto. I'm actually starting again to more like full on. And, you know, going on keto is not just enough. And for people who don't know what that is, essentially you're focusing on protein, fat, and carbs. But carbs being super low, like 5% of your diet is carbs. Majority of it is fat and protein. Yeah. And so uh, I have found the most success in following a menu plan. Because originally when I started to do it, I just eat, I would just eat keto foods. But you have to really track your macronutrients, which is those things that I yeah, just mentioned. Yeah, and how many calories? Because you can, and how many calories? You can be eating good, healthy foods, right? And, and, and I'll give you some guidelines for good, healthy foods shortly. But you can still just eat too much of them. Right. Right? So uh, outside of the intermittent fasting, then um, another little simple to incorporate um, guideline is don't drink your calories. Mm. Um, I make an exception for, for protein shakes. Okay. Um, but outside of that, no pop, no juice, like basically because they don't really fill you up. Um, but it, it, it almost all of the calories you drink, mm-hmm. um, are sugar. Right. Right. So, and you know, sugar turns to body fat very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you just cut out drinking your calories, you immediately have now made a nice little hole calorically right. in your diet. Um, and then the other one, and this one takes a little bit more thinking or nuance. Mm-hmm. Um but if you think about the fact there are essential amino acids, right? That's a, there's essential proteins that your body cannot make. Um, there's essential fatty acids your body can't make, right? So um, when you're looking at creating a nutrition plan, um, you want to make sure you're getting healthy fats like, you know, omega-3s, fish oils, uh, olive oils, um, uh you know, basically healthy fats, avocados, that kind of thing, and proteins, right? Because there's essential, like it's right in the name, essential amino acids, essential fatty acids. Um, and I'm sort of oversimplifying this a little bit, but just more for, for the thought experiment in people's heads. There are no essential carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are fuel, mm-hmm. right? So as Catherine was saying, if you're not doing a lot, you don't need a lot of fuel. Yeah. 
you still need your essential fatty acids and you need your essential proteins, your essential amino acids. So, um, you know, each day make sure you're getting uh, between 0.7 and 1 gram of protein, 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight. Um, And make sure that you're getting, uh, you know, healthy fat sources and adjust your carbohydrate intake. If you're not being ketogenic, like if you're not following a keto diet like Catherine does, um, which is basically a low carb, higher fat diet, then adjust your fuel intake, your carbohydrates based on what you're doing, right? Like yesterday we went for a three hour mountain bike ride. Mm -hmm. I needed more carbs than I do on a day that I'm off and I'm sitting at my computer writing all day. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because uh, even when I've been on keto in the past, right, I found that when some the, one of the issues you have to watch with keto, and it's different for everybody, is making sure that you get certain minerals um, so you don't get fog, brain fog, which would happen to me quite a bit. And especially when you're rock climbing, you need to have... I, I really want her to pay attention to what the hell she's doing. <laughs> so at that point, I remember a couple times where I, you know, obviously there's strong communication going on about how I'm feeling because I'm not, you know, something's going on. So then, you know, I'd be taking, regardless, if I'm going to, if I want to rock climb, I got to consume some carbs. Yeah. Like well, and, the, this and, is- and so, so again, you don't like carbs is not the enemy. When you are doing, uh, so that's specific to cognitive function. That's not even burn. That's just how I was feeling. Yes, because okay. your brain runs on glucose. Right. So um, I no longer worry So about breaking the keto diet. In other words, in consuming a granola bar or something that's high in carbs to function properly. I don't worry about that anymore. Yeah. Whereas sometimes, it's very funny because at first you're like trying to get over the idea of eating so much fat. Like that's hard because you're, you've been conditioned all your life to have everything a little fat. Yeah. And then once you're on it, you're like, how do I, I can't eat this, you know, cause it's got carbs. You can't think, you start, you need to get over that. So let me just go back to why I'm going on the keto diet tomorrow, back to fat loss. Mm-hmm. If you follow a menu plan, you immediately lose a bunch of water but I can lose, because I've done it, 12 pounds, 10 to 12 pounds in one week. That gets me really excited. It gets me my next plateau or my next milestone, I should say, right? Because yeah. um, I'm 176 now. Um, I want to get into the 160, so I'm super motivated. So that'll get me on track to get in that direction. I'll do it for a month. And, uh, of course, if I'm riding, I will cheat and take some carbs because I need it if I want to. Or, or maybe I'll experiment. Mm-hmm. But I might have, anyways, I'll experiment on that. Yeah. Um, but once I've hit that, those, that marker of what my goal was, right, I'll just um, start to introduce carbs. This is once I've done my beyond now, plan. But um, now, now uh, I, I, I'm going to pick your brain about this. Okay. Um, are you really only doing, because to me, the only real reason to do keto. Oh, no, there's other reasons. Is to reduce inflammation. Right. For you with your knees. I definitely noticed because I was on holidays with the kids and I had, you know, some junk food carbs. Yeah. Hands down, like sugar or burgers, like like fries, whatever. Um, I noticed a difference in my hands and my joints. Like for me, inflammation, that's an issue with arthritis. So that's another reason why I do it. But I have been able outside of that been able to have keto with some carbs like granola bars when we're riding and it doesn't bother me. 
So I think it's because I burn it oh, versus yeah. it just hanging out in my body. Maybe, maybe that's the reason why. And then, and it's not just processed carbs, right? Um, or complex carbs. Is that what that is? Which? Or Sorry. When it comes to carbs, there's like fruits and vegetables that are certain, you know, Yeah, those are foods. great for you. Right. So on keto, you tend to not eat that stuff. Yeah. Right. I have no issue with adding that in when I'm going to do more demanding things. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right. So that's how I will adjust my diet. The junk food, hands down, yeah. avoid it. I think you should, unless... No, yeah. there's no unless. Um, Just avoid the junk food. Generally, uh, avoid it. Because the problem is, is that the things we, we categorize as junk food, right? Like potato chips. Anything processed. And, you know, crackers and, and uh, candy it's all engineered to be hyper palatable. Sure. That, you know, it's like, just think of Frito-Lay. Oh, I think it was Frito-Lay. I bet you can't eat just one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a bet they'll win because they engineered it that way. Yeah. Right? They've basically, and this is the thing with a lot of junk food, like like um, high fat, high carb. Crackers. Thing, you know, like, uh, like potato chips or high sugar things like candy, chocolate, mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. It hijacks the same pathways in your brain that heroin does. Right. Right. You get you get a junkie kick. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why people it's have a slippery such, slope. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it, when you're doing your shopping, like like last night we uh, had the you know like a like a very nice meal with mm-hmm. with our friends. Um, we cooked pork on the smoker. We cooked chicken and we cooked vegetables and we had a salad. Um, yeah, it was good. I didn't feel like I was eating health food. No, but it was, yeah. Right? But it was super healthy. Yeah, Super was. satisfying. Yeah. But it's the kind of thing you'd pay big money to get at a restaurant. Right. You know? Um, But it was high protein, you know, moderate carb, actually pretty low carb. We had the uh, sweet potato wedges. Um, right. But they were baked. Super delicious. Um, You know, so, so a very super delicious healthy meal mm-hmm. um, that you felt like was a treat. Yeah. Right? So that's the kind of thing that if you can structure. Right. Um, and, you know, it's just those little things. Yeah. So, um, but just, so as I said, you know, keto diet's one thing, like a menu plan. The other thing that also really works when I don't want to do the keto diet menu plan or, because either I'm, Either I'm doing the menu plan or I'm doing this, which is going back to your protein mm-hmm. where you have so many grams, the same amount of grams as you weigh. Yeah. One gram of protein per pound. Of body which weight. is when you think about that, say you weigh 170, that's a lot of grams. Yeah. And if you're 250. It's, it's a lot of grams. So when I was 200 pounds, I didn't do 200 grams. I, I did 150, but even 150 was a lot of grams. If you eat those grams and vegetables... You will fucking lose weight. Yeah. You won't even be hungry for anything else. I guarantee it. That is like the absolute go-to way to lose weight. So that's another way yeah. that works. And the protein you need to build muscle. Yeah. So it's it's such a win-win. And people who are hungry, like you will not be hungry. Um, and that's where I use protein shakes, by the way, because I know a lot of people are busy at lunch. Um, and, and so we talked about that with a friend and I said, grab a protein shake. I double up. You know, two scoops. And in fact, that's actually what I use when we go biking. We tend to go in the morning. 
I double up on my protein shakes, um, done, and I don't eat anything else. Um, and I take some granola bars with me. So the protein shakes are probably just about 400 calories, almost 400 calories, maybe 450 actually, um, if I use almond milk. That's what it will be. And um, which I burn, plus another, say, 300, 400 calories in granola bars if I have two. Yeah. So that's 800 calories, plus my, but my mountain bike rides, minimum 11, 1200 calorie burn. Yeah, and that's not counting the calories you burn just be by, by being alive. Yeah, I'm just talking about in that yeah. moment of what I consumed for that ride, I'm at a deficit. Yeah. You know, and then aside from the rest of the day, because... I guess a lot of people don't know this. So I burn probably around 1,600 calories a day just living. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it takes into account my walking. It does. Um, because it, that's activity. It's activity I do. Not the ones that I track anything. I track the add-on. Like they separate that yeah. out. What's activity. But if I just walk my, even just 400, 4,000 cal- uh, steps a day. It's about 16, 1,700 calories that I burn just living and walking. Well, they, they, the way the watch does it, it calculates. Um, there's your basal metabolic rate, which would be what you burn just lying in bed. And then everything else is... Li- it under. doesn't count for the steps, even yeah. though I didn't track it. As, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's helpful. So I burn about, say, fourteen to 1,600. And then your activity, yeah. right? So if you're... Say you do no activity... That's not a lot of calories. No. Like 1,400 calories, you can eat that so easily. Like like remember how I just said my my, my protein shakes, yeah. right? Say that's your breakfast and then your snacks, that's easily 800 calories. You still that's, have lunch and dinner left if you don't fast, Yeah. right? I tend to just eat two meals a day. I can't eat, if I have my breakfast like, a, like that, I tend to not eat until dinner. Yeah. Because again, when I work out, my appetite's suppressed. Yeah. I'm only taking those granola bars for fuel. Like I do but, not, but that, I, that's, I do not but that's, feel hungry. But that's only on rides. That's what th- those are rides. I'm sp- speaking yes. specifically to a really demanding the, two and a half hour mountain bike ride. Yeah. And where my heart rate's like at one fifty five on average. Yeah, like the, that's and that's going to be one of those things that most people are never going to do. Right, but I'm just giving an example of how much I eat. For that, whereas on a day-to-day basis, I intermittently fast. I have my coffee. I don't eat until lunch. Yeah. My lunch tend to be, uh, I stick to the protein. So any leftovers, it's always leftovers. That's the easiest way to do it. Or I make these protein bagels. It's basically meat bagels. It's it's a meat donut. Yeah. And I put cream cheese on it. And, and I'm so full because there's two slices of that, right? Yeah. Um, or I'll have two scoops of protein, pout, you know, shake. Yeah. So two servings, um, done. So I've got my protein and then I have my dinner. My dinner is just protein and salad, yeah. protein and vegetables. vegetables. That's it. And I'm not hungry. Yeah. Although. But then you snack on peanut butter all the time. Yeah. So you're so a liar. I, uh, so liar. Liar. <laughs> well, this is why I'm going back on the keto diet very strict on a menu thing because yeah. I'm trying to reset. Yeah. Because like we talked about the slippery slope, right? Because my my weakness is peanut butter and banana. Love it. Or peanut butter. Because I can go through a jar a week. Yeah. And that's like... And I've still lost weight. Like I was, yeah. I've maintained. Yeah. But okay? that's that jar is like an extra 2,000 calories. Right. It could be I'd be losing weight if I didn't eat that. Yeah. Um, and Reese's Penis Pieces Buttercups. I love that. So... How often are you having those? 
with the kids since the holidays once a week. Okay. Not great. You know. Being true. Yeah. Or when they're with me once because they're always buying me treats. Because, you know, they make, it's stupid. I got to get them off that. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I'm going back on the keto diet is to reset and yeah. refocus. Um, because and that's where a meal, regardless of what. The meal plan's good, yeah. What meal plan it is. Like a, a, a meal a, plan. A meal plan, right? Um, like Greg Doucette's Anabolic Diet book is really good. Um, Mine's Karen Vogel uh, of Keto Diet. You know, like, so, so the key is like if you find, you know, for whatever um, uh, calorie level you need to get to, you find a plan and you just execute the plan. Yeah. Right? And basically if you just, and it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it for people. It really does. And the thinking and that, because I, I hated cooking, really hate, I, I was really despising it. And I found a lot of joy actually in going back to meal plans because in this particular um, keto diet book, her menu says such that you make food today and it'll last you for, it'll be for three more meals, two more meals. So you're not having to cook every meal, right? Because that is a lot. Um, But there were good meals and you've really quite enjoyed them as well. And so have the kids. So it works out. It's enjoyable. It's relaxing. You know, it's, you will be successful if you follow a plan that is already proven to work. Yeah, it's it's when you creep and do your own thing that. Yeah, because the fact is, is that if, and this goes for all of us, right? So don't take this personally when I say it, people. Um, if you doing your own thing was successful, you wouldn't be listening to this episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, um, you know, because the the reality is, is that uh, modern life is busy. Right. So the more things you can automate that you can take off your plate. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you have a workout plan. Right. And you just, you know, put it in your calendar. We all got the magic phones. Right. So put it in your calendar. Oh, this is what's on my, you know, from here to here. This is what I'm doing now. You do your workout. Yeah. You know, that's huge. You, you and and mark that off as a win. Yeah. Then you. Execute the meal plan. Yeah. Mark that off each day as a win, right? Because y- you need to be doing the right things, you know, effective things consistently over time to get yourself where you want to go. You know what? Um, and that's why I like to shake things up um, a month at a time, whether it be for nutrition, like I'm talking about your meal plan, right? Or even going back to your exercise. Um, we went from powerlifting to, you know, we spent a lot more time activity wise in the boulder, you know, yeah. bouldering, um, you know, and you, you have goals there, right? You have goals. I want to do level five or whatever. I want to get it now. My goal for the winter, cause I've the results of losing weight and getting stronger and increasing my cardio. When we went back into the climbing gym, roped climbing, I found out I was at five, nine, what that means is there's this whole, if you get to 510, when you get to 510, you can master that. You now can get into a different kind of climbing called lead climbing. I won't explain it in detail, but it's more complicated. But for those of you who know, you know. Yeah. And for me to go back into the gym at 5'9 is actually a big deal for me because in the past it would be 5'7. And 
I was nowhere clo- near close. I know that this is very obtainable for me. So this is a little bit of a, a goal and a fun little thing that I'm going to get to. So I'm going to work towards that. So I'm just saying that, or whether it be a challenge, right? There could be, and this easy strength program by coach Dan John, I've never done it before. I may throw, you know, for shits and giggles, my next training cycle, because usually they're about four to five weeks at a time, yep. right? Is a program and it progressively gets harder. Um, and it, it's varied. I might say, okay, I'm done with that. Let's try something different. Yep. I want to focus on this, right? I, this is my goal. This is what I want to do. Keep changing it. Yeah. And that will keep moving the needle. And so sometimes you just got to shake things up to get you to that next, that next um, goal. Yeah. And that's why I'm going back on the keto diet strictly because I know I'm going to drop more weight and that's going to be super motivating for me. Yeah. Um, and as much as you can, like get the people around you to buy in, right? Because as Catherine was saying, it, like it's the people surrounding you that uh, are going to have a huge effect on your success or failure um, in achieving both, you know, fitness goals, health goals, just improving your quality of life. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's why I put such an emphasis on the fitness side of it because uh, when you're fitter, other things are more attainable, right? Everything in life is made better by you being fitter. <laughs> um, and that's whether it's your work, um, m- your mental health, your body composition, your blood markers, you know, when you go, you know, get a uh, blood panel done and it's like, oh, look, your high density lipids are up and your low yeah. density lipids are down and your hormones are yeah. better. So I've actually in my benefits um, for my naturopath, you know, it costs like 500 bucks, but I got a full exhaustive set of blood work done, through, you know, the blood panels. And now I've been able to track where things are good or bad and even see how the keto diet's affecting me. Am, yep. am I okay? Um, my vitamin D levels are high, high, vitamin C. This is all good stuff, especially with COVID, as we know, yeah. right? Um, but going then also to fitness, I did a full body scan twice um, over the course of two years that identified some really weak areas. And then when I went, revisited that, that improved. That's that's highly motivating. Mm-hmm. And then what can I work on next? Yeah. So I'm constantly monitoring my progress in different ways, whether through blood, you know, um, blood panels or through professionally done body scans. I had a body uh, composition, uh, mass composition done also two years ago at the university. I'm trying to get back in there. I think I can go elsewhere to do it so I can compare the results, how much percentage of my body weight is muscle as it increased. I mean, that's all kind of exciting, right? And so these are just other things you can do aside from taking your measurements, also really interesting yeah when i did that one challenge i actually dropped maybe two and a half inches in my waist in one month yeah the doing the ten thousand swing challenge yeah and and so part of that challenge doing ten thousand swings in a month is like this is crazy and and but people are known to drop a lot of weight i want to do it yeah let's see how crazy let's try and debunk this myth or sometimes you're you're like okay i'm on you know um, and to know that you can get results is motivating. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Like we, we've talked about the lifestyle side of it, the more I'll, I'll take that a step back. Um, so many years ago, Catherine's lifestyle was very homebody, mm-hmm. 
you know, there wasn't a lot of physical activity. There was not a lot of like emphasis on quality of food. Um, you know, like food was a thing you did. It wasn't sort of something you were, uh, thinking about as far as what you were eating. And no, I, I, I actually was doing Weight Watchers then and I was very big on not eating processed foods for quite a while. It wasn't working for me though. Yeah. Because it, the whole it worked si- a little bit, but not much. The whole system wasn't there. No. Um, you know, but then, you know, since you, hang on, you, hang on. I hated tracking. I'm going to say that because not everybody's good at tracking. I am lazy. I, I'm lazy. So, well, that's why menu plan, if you just stick to it, you don't have to track. You just yeah. do it. Yeah. And that's why, um, going back to the training, I don't like training. I don't like exercise. I really don't. Stop saying that. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. No, I, no, it's but, hard but, for me. And I know you say that. Don't say that. Okay. I do. I, it's negative self-talk. Like you, it basically by telling yourself that you like it, it will eventually become a fulfilling prophecy. Rather, Whereas when you keep saying. I know. Like, because the thing is, is if I'm not here or you don't get Ryan to come over, you don't work out. It's hard. It's really hard. Because you just keep. Although the, you're right. Although the biking, other things I will do. Yeah. But. You do the stuff you like. I I recognize that there is this piece that I grapple with. Yeah. And I'm being super honest with people because I'm trying to explain how I get around it. Mm. So I know um, connecting with others, bringing them into my thing and I'll motivate them and we'll do it. Right. Makes me accomplish my task yeah, or but, challenges. But you, you would get sort of another level up if it's just like you would tell yourself you like it. I see what you're saying. I mean, I, it's not that I don't enjoy parts of it. I do, but it's getting to, it's, it's getting to the table to do it is hard for me. Yeah. Um, but it, the things like scheduling really makes a difference. You just go do it. Right. Yeah. And that's why what is motivating for me are doing exercise workouts that are just 20, 30 minutes. I will do that versus an hour and a half, right? So, um, but going back to my lifestyle beforehand, um, really, you know, letting others know everybody wants the best for you. It tends to be you that gets in the way of your own fitness, for example. Um, I find this a lot with moms. They tend to be the nurturer and they tend to feel guilty if they're to take some time away, because, and especially when they're doing workouts at gyms, they tend to spend way too much time. And this is what, why we're mentioning these workouts. It doesn't have to be that. And you can do it at home. Okay. Um, but they, they feel guilty to take care of themselves. Whereas the men usually often will be more comfortable with that. Yep. We are. Right. Cause we um, know we cannot look after anybody else if you don't look after yourself. <laughs> yeah. So even if they do work out, cause you know, Often there are many men who are challenged to even just get the motivation to do that. Mm-hmm. They're quite comfortable with their dad bods or whatever. Well, I don't know if anybody's comfortable with it. Or may I, like, I, quite honestly. I know some I, guys that just embrace it. Yeah. They just feel it's the stage of life. They talk about being old. And it's like, you're younger than me. Yeah. You need to get out of that. Snap your, it's just who they hang out with. Mm-hmm. It's their neighbors. They do the barbecue and beer thing. It's their yeah, comfort go, zone. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. Just... The rest of the time, hang out with people younger than you that have cool, funky hobbies. Yeah. Um, who, it's like, oh, well, we're mountain biking. Oh, we're going rock climbing. Oh, we're, you know, playing ball hockey or, you know, whatever. Whatever it is that's active that you, you love, know. do it. But the more people you surround yourself with. Yeah. That, uh, you know, and hey, guys, 
because I think this would go. This works better for guys than women. I know I'm going to be accused of being sexist for this, but you need a group of friends to go. Hey, you're getting fat, mm-hmm. right? I don't know how well you know. I I'm, I would never say that to a female friend. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where guys will keep the, each other honest. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, uh, do you really need that? Uh, triple burger there bud yeah <laughs> you know yeah and it's that kind of thing where where um it it helps to have people that hold you accountable right um but you know sort of back to my original point um which is since your separation you have totally changed your lifestyle yeah right um you know, it's a, it's a thing where you have free time, right? We have a day off or something. We're going and doing something. Like, yeah, our, our free time spent doing active things. Yeah. And even... Um, if we go on trips, it's doing active things. It's all centered around that. Um, My living room, half of it is a gym. Yeah. I don't know how many people do that, but I don't care. It's what we do. And I like it. I like seeing myself. It makes me feel good about my lifestyle and what I'm doing. You know, and I'm actually using it. Yeah, but, and the fact is, is like it's not like that exercise bike that gets used as a, a clothes rack, right? Right. It's this reminder. Oh, there's the chin up bar. Even if it's just throughout it's the day, going and hanging to open up your shoulders. Yeah, even um, if it's more for mobility or whatever. You know, it. But it's it's all those little pieces. You when half of your living room, and because sort of the sort of opening concept here. You know, you can see it from the kitchen. Yeah. You know, like there's no, you walk past it every day. Like, it's like the backdrop from my Zoom calls. Yeah. People can see it, which then really pulls out out of the woodwork others who are also fitness geeks and nerds, and you end up spending part of your Zoom calls <laughs> showing off each other's gyms. But then you expand your, your network, right? And this is all healthy influences. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even though I was on my own and, yes, I was co-parenting, when I had my kids for limited amount of time and even when I had them, I picked them up from school, they had to go to bed like two hours later. I still worked out. Yeah. And that was at first hard for me. But I explained to them and I was able to then justify my mind because I, I kind of had no choice. I needed to lose weight and get strong. And um, and I was reminded how much of what I was doing is being a very good role model to my kids of how fitness is and strength is important. And it just turned out that eventually we started bouldering and they could do it with us. Mm-hmm. And now being able to work out at home, they work out with us. Yeah. So it's even better. Yeah. Because you're laying the groundwork that your children will not follow in the same path that you did. Right. Right. Because it's one of those things where, where fitness and, you know, healthy eating and uh you know a free time that's built around active things not playing video games we go mountain biking with the kids right um you know so so it's those types of things that when they're adults hopefully we've created habits and and pastimes that then carry on with them right Um, Yeah. And so I think just to round out our whole fitness regimen, you know, aside from working out. So I have four days a week right now that I work out and they're split between upper. So two upper bodies, two lower bodies. 
in addition to that, on the weekend, when it's just you and I, we'll do a nice hard mountain bike ride. Yeah, because you know, if you think between of- like two and a half to four hours, like somewhere yeah. in there, right? And and that includes breaks, but um, but usually around say two, say around three hours is the is my focus. Yeah, two and a half to three hours for solid mountain biking. Yeah, like eventually when you have better cardio, then we'll go for a long ride. It's not my cardio; it's my strength. It's my lower back that's that's giving out. I'm just sort of joking that you know, yeah, like okay, a three yeah. hour ride's a short. It's definitely one. not my cardio. <laughs> uh, I'm just happy, you know, like I'm the old man. Yeah. And you know, it's like yesterday. I we just were, overtrain a little bit. And, you yeah. know, we're riding. You know, did you do a lower body day the day before on Friday? Yeah, was it lower mm, body? No, or? I'm smart. I did upper body. Yeah, I did lower body. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but it, it's a thing where Ryan is like, yeah, my goal, you know, is just one day just to be able to keep up with you. Yeah, right. I get there. Yeah, but now here's here's one of the the things that I will tell people right now in my group of friends, right? Because it's in my riding buddies. Yeah, um, I'm the fastest, and I, you're not gaining from hanging out with us. Well, right? <laughs> I, but the thing is, I ride and then I just wait for you guys. Yeah, right. So. I'm getting faster. Yeah. Um, I'm happy with that. But if I was riding with people faster than me. Yeah, you get better. I would make more progress. And right. then I, I would be the one going, oh, yeah, I'm just about done. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. because I get long breaks. Not terribly long. I no, no. Not. But but yeah. you don't get any. That's right. So I'm making quite a bit of progress. Right. Yeah. Because you guys, like when I we come to a crossroads of a trail, I'll stop. And then when I'm there, we As go. soon as you guys show up, I'm gone again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's it's my old thing where on a group ride, um, like a mountain bike group ride, whoever's <laughs> the slowest gets the best workout because they get no breaks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. So we do one of those a week. Um, if we can do two, that, that'd yeah. be gravy, right? Um, and that's all fun. This is not even considered as working out. This is just fun. But it, it inherently, like you're it's burning the, between 1,200 and 1,500 calories a session. Yeah. Right? And it's the cardiovascularly, the most demanding right. thing we do. Yeah. So there's that. But I also am supposed to, and now that my kids aren't with me, I can do it this week, is ride three other times. Is it three other times or two yeah. other times? Three other times this week. For 45 minutes, one hour at an aerobic state, no more than 130 beats Yeah, per like you, you should be able to talk. Yeah, and um, it's it, it's not a workout, it's just... You no, know, it is a workout. It's just a different intensity. For me, it's enjoyable. I put yeah. on a podcast, it's chill. It's super chill. It's easy. I listen to podcasts. I'm just moving my hips. And I, I center it around lunchtime mm-hmm. to get me out away from my computer. It's a nice break, and I yeah. love it. So... That's what it looks like. That's what, and the 10,000 steps a day is amazing. When you can fit it. When I can fit it in. That's my goal. Yeah. Right. So having a dog, which I will have all this week is phenomenal. Um, I will get it. Yeah. And that's, that's that kind of thing where it might seem like a lot, right? But the thing people have to ask is how important is your health to you? Right. But you can always... Attach these things to fun things, things yeah. that you love. Um, well, and and but there there is that fundamental part where um, sometimes you are going to have to make sacrifices, right? Yeah. Like you can't have everything. No, right? Like um, you can't 
watch TV all day or all night, right? Like, you know, whatever downtime you have, um, finding little places to get a bit more activity in. Um, uh, Finding ways that um, you can fit your, you know, fit some strength training in. And it's just, think of it as like little steps. Like this, Catherine's lifestyle that she currently lives was five years in the making. Yeah. Right? Um, and it's just adding little pieces. Like, because the mountain biking we talk a lo- about a lot, but you started mountain biking last summer. I know. Right? It's so, pure joy. Yeah. But it's it, but not it w- work. Like, it's not work at all. And, um, and then, let me just Yeah, go- d- don't believe her. It's very hard work. It is hard, but, but it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's not like being on a friggin' Stairmaster. Like it's not. Or a rowing machine. Like it's physically taxing, but mentally fun. Right. Because you're playing. Yeah. Right. So and you feel it, like a big kid. Yeah. yeah just, it's amazing. It's it's a lot of fun. And then, you know, just going back to the morning walks, if you need to get in just, you know, lower steady uh, activity, pop in a podcast. Like, yeah. you know, for me, that that's actually, I feel like my cup fills with my me time. Kind of like if I was to read a book. I feel like that's very self-indulgent um, for me. If in my mind, it's almost like I'm not doing anything. I'm not productive. Although you, you'd argue differently. I, it is very good to read. But for me, if you see me reading, I'm really feeling letting go of the world, which is hard for me to do. And so going for, so it's become a ritual even now that, it, because I experienced it with the dogs, they kind of got me conditioned, but how much I liked it. I take a coffee, put on my podcast, go for a walk around the neighborhood. Yeah even when I didn't have the dogs, just because I enjoyed it, listening to the news. Love it. Because, you know, right now I'm not commuting, and that's one of the things I loved when I commuted was listening to the news mm. in the morning or a couple podcasts, whatever it was. So that's my me time. So I've coupled it with something I enjoy, mm. even though I don't like walking, just walking, you know. I need to be doing something else. Well, that's where podcasts like this one um can help you yeah there you (laughs) Um, go so yeah so those are some actionable tips that just work it's not fancy um it's not uh you know latest greatest buzz you know secret you know whatever like unlocking the key or but like this is the shit that works it does yeah so if you're just joining us on this topic, you've never heard any of the other podcasts that we've done, no, but you're interested in hiking, backpacking, rock climbing, or mountain biking, we have podcasts that dissect each of those and talk about how to get into it, how to make, how to do it better, how to get the gear for it, for example, for backpacking, um, and fitness for it mm-hmm. as well. So we'll put that all in the show notes. And um, yeah. Yeah. And then if people have questions... Because there's just never, there's more details that you sometimes can get into that uh, aren't, we might not cover, but, um, you know, send us an email or reach out on Facebook, Live Wild Radio, uh, send us a message on the website, livewildradio.com, you know, there's all sorts of ways to reach out to us. Instagram, Live Wild Radio. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And if we've motivated you to get into it, do check out um, our partnership with Guria. Great Lakes Lakes Guria. They not only have kettlebells, Guria is Russian for kettlebell, but they have all the fitness equipment um, at great prices and they're available. And we, they also help us out. We get a cut of it. So, 
check it out. And um, basically, go to greatlakesgearia.com um, and use promo code LiveWild for five percent off. That's if you're in Canada, and if you're in the U.S., it's dot u. It's us, US. dot greatlakesgearia.com. Right. Um, but if you if you are in the U.S. and you go to the regular dot com, it'll say, "Do you want to go here?" So it's pretty straightforward. Um, and for ninety nine bucks, minus your five percent. Um, you get the most badass pull-up bar. I was pretty impressed with that price. Yeah, like we have a co- we, have. we have a commercial grade. It is great quality pull-up bar. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I love their kettlebells. Yeah. Um, uh, they're spectacular. I, I think the kettlebell. You know, there's some. It's not something we recommend to beginners. Um, because there is, it helps to have some instructions so you learn how to use them properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but one of the best training tools you can get. Mm-hmm. And then like that pull-up bar, like that thing's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, like we could hang a truck from it. With the way we set it up, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing, yeah. yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, so that that can give you the tools you need um, to uh, uh, build your own home gym. And, uh, you know, so there. So reach out, questions, all that jazz. And uh, until next time, I'm Winston. I'm Catherine. And remember to work hard. And play dirty.